I'm RJ Bell with the sports betting headlines for Wednesday. Well, we have the Kansas City Chiefs, one and two. They sign Josh Gordon. Yes, it's 2021 Josh Gordon. He's on the practice squad, and guess what? Odds have not moved. No upgrade for Kansas City. Tampa Bay signs Richard Sherman. This could mean much more. Tampa, though, also tied with Kansas City at 6-1, to one, but no upgrade either. So two moves, no adjustment. Speaking of Tampa Bay, big game this weekend. They are favored by a touchdown at New England. We'll do a preview. Here comes a four-hour of the Vegas Truth covering all that and more. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 This is Straight out of Vegas with the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. the Vegas Strip. Here's R.J. Bell. You heard it. I'm R.J. live in Las Vegas, live on a Wednesday, live on 225 FSR stations across this great, great nation. A.J. Hoffman in studio. He is the man who's a fan, and he beats the man. I mean, we could say the fan who beats the man, but you're a man too, but the man... That's the bookie, and we don't like the bookie here. And anyone that acts like they do, they don't know bookies too well. Cockroaches. Cockroaches, yeah. It's just an absolute fact. You found that to be the case, haven't you? Of course I do, RJ. And it's, uh, it's great to be here, as always, on a day where the Chiefs and the Bucks add some veterans with off-field troubles to try and fix their woes. The, the Patriots prepare to face one of the biggest hurdles in the Belichick era, and the St. Louis Cardinals won their 17th straight to clinch a World Series or a wild card spot. Pardon me. What's the Vegas lead, RJ? I want to go with the news in the NFL. These are the two Super Bowl favorites, Tampa Bay and Kansas City. And they both are, you could say, is it desperation? Is it smart? Is it a sign of weakness? Let's get into it. All right, RJ. The Bucks make a play to sure up their secondary. They bring in Richard Sherman. The Chiefs take a flyer on Josh Gordon. Are these moves insurance or are they desperation? Okay. I think it might be something other than insurance, other than desperation. I think that you used the right word with Josh Gordon. Flyer. He's on the practice squad. Uh, contract not a material amount, not an amount that's going to move any needles. So if the odds are, what is being expended here? Is it the time in practice? Okay. Is it kind of worrying about him and staying on the straight, which, you know, he's had trouble with historically. Uh, Again, we wish him the best, but that's just an absolute fact. It feels like a a low risk. It almost feels like at the stations, casinos here in Vegas, you get coupons, and they, they send out booklets like every quarter, and every three months, you'll get like a bet twenty five dollars and get fifty dollars of action at blackjack. 
So it's like, okay, so I have like a minus 2%, let's say, because I don't know perfect strategy, but I get close, but not perfect. But if I'm getting double, well, that's a pretty good bet. And then I get a buffet and there's a two for one coupon there. So it all works out. This feels like the two for one coupon and the $25 free play at Blackjack of the NFL. That's kind of how it feels to me. And if Josh Gordon works out, great. If he doesn't, it's not like people are going to say, I can't believe Kansas City gave this guy another chance. This isn't a guy who's like beat up women his whole life. It's a guy who keeps smoking weed. It's not. A, it's not something that's going to come back on the Chiefs and look really bad. So, so your point is no downside. It seems like a no downside move here. You uh, bet the hard eight for a thousand and you pressed it for two. Did I hit it? Nah, you didn't. I think this one is more a need. I mean, they are thin at DB, right? And Sherman was a fellow who maybe, as you mentioned, you know, flippantly kind of domestic violence is, I know you didn't mean it that way, but, uh, you know, the incident from what's it been, about eight, six, seven weeks? Yeah, charges still pending. He's put in a not guilty plea, but these charges are still out there. By all accounts, and tell me if you agree with this, because sometimes... I don't have the best feel of what the consensus opinion is when it in the sports, you know, Twitter sphere. I guess I, I avoid a lot of that. Is he though? Obviously, he went to Stanford. Smart, right? By definition, if you go to Stanford, you're a smart guy. The he also was a little bit of a clubhouse lawyer, a little bit like saying, "Hey." We deserve this and we deserve that and no practice today. So maybe he rubbed some people, Richard Sherman, the wrong way, but he never seemed like a bad guy. Now, obviously, we've got the uh, we got the the uncertainty of the pending legal issue. Now, did, did Tampa go in and make an assessment of that? I don't know. If they did, I'd feel even better about this. But listen, in this country, innocent until proven guilty, and even if you're proven guilty, you, you do your time, you do your uh, fines, whatever it is, and then we, we, left, we leave it in the past. So to me, I don't blame Tampa. I don't feel like that, that Tampa saying, hey, this guy has a case against him. Maybe Tampa shouldn't be involved with him. I don't feel that way. Um, though you could make the case, Deshaun Watson, pending, you're, you, you've spent 10-plus years in Houston up until recently, drive time, ratings leader down there. Which, where do you see is the, the main difference between, obviously, it's the number of complaint, complainants. Uh, what else? Well, it's also the giant contract that's now attached to Deshaun Watson. So if you take Doesn't him that in, make him more likely to want because they're paying him right now, right? They are. But if you if someone were to bring him in, someone other than the Texans were to bring him in, that contract would come along with them. Obviously, with Richard Sherman, it's a low risk situation. They bring him in and they say, okay. If this goes wrong, then we cut him. It's not a it's not a ton of money, but if it's right, I mean Richard Sherman out of out of guys who took at least 200 snaps at cornerback last year was ranked 38th by PFF. I mean that's that's a good guy to to find off. So the we're streets. talking 2020. 2020. All right, yeah. So his grade was a 67. Yep. 
Okay. So now that's it's interesting. That's below starter level. 70 is starter level. So he's a smidge. So he's a in 20 he was a low level starter. Yes. And you're saying there were 38? He was 38th graded. Well, think about 67 that. 67 ranks 38th out of all the guys who took at least 200 snaps at corner. There's 32 teams and there's only there's less than 38 starting level corners out there. Now, I'm just going to do some simple math here. <laughs> well, there's only 31, 31 graded higher than 70. Yeah. So it, that's bad news for one team who didn't well, get any of it. Well, it's bad news that you need like three cornerbacks <laughs> at this point, which which might, you know, most teams go three receivers a bunch. Kind of why maybe Denver's undefeated at this point. Deepest cornerbacks in the league. We are straight out of Vegas. I'm R.J. Bell with A.J. Hoffman. Now, in 2019, he was elite. All right, 89 on the PFF grades. Now, in 18 through 20, he was with San Francisco. Before that, he was with Seattle. I know because he is involved with PFF, uh, Collinsworth and him, I think either had or have a podcast. I'm not sure if it's still going. But um, they were big supporters of Sherman. And the sense was it was more, not a bidding war, but like it wasn't really an open question. Was he going to get an opportunity? It felt like it was more where and for how much money. And it strikes me that... Uh, Tampa may be getting him at a discount right now because of the, the current situation. And I guess, let me ask you, do you look at it as risk-free? What is the scenario that Richard Sherman bites, comes back to bite Tampa? Because obviously if he fails as a player, the commitment is minor. It's not significant. So... On the legal issues, on the PR front, where do you see the risk? The worst-case scenario is Richard Sherman returns to 2019 form, like he plays at an elite level, and then is found guilty of these charges. Well, they still rather have him. They still rather have him elite for uh, uh, you know a couple games, right? Sure, but then you have to make the you have to make the choice. Do we just cut this guy and say we don't want you anymore, even though he's now? Do we have any sense, Mackenzie? We have any sense of when the case is going to be adjudicated? Oh, we'll get into that right now. But if if they have to make a decision, do we keep this guy who's playing at an elite level, but has now been found guilty of this, or or has to plead to this, or and then that comes with a whole different a whole different problem set. You've got people picketing outside your games because this isn't just a marijuana charge. This is a, a, a domestic violence issue. Uh, but then the the other side could be he doesn't play well, and then it's a it's it's easy to drop him at that point. Let me, you know. We don't usually open up the phones. It's very rare. I'm thinking about doing it after the break. Here's, here's what I'm thinking, and I'm not sure that I'm right about this. So what I'm going to say is this is my thoughts. Am I right? I'm not sure. Is To me, when I hear domestic violence, I think about two buckets of things. One is there's a guy beating his wife, you know, effectively. Like, uh, is he beating her every day? Is he beating her when he's mad? Either way, there's fi- there's a physical, you know, uh, assault. A Ray on. Rice situation. He, well, yes, that would be a, 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 a the video of that was yeah. quite severe. And the other bucket is there's a part, you know, there's a a divorce happening, and at some point, uh, the 
situation becomes overwhelming emotionally and the guy doesn't again if you hit I don't care what the excuse is and I'm sincere about I got a sister you know a wife is is if you hit some if you hit a woman you know it, it just is wrong I mean I, I'm not sure what the scenario is that would make that right in any case so I'm not talking about that, but I'm talking about, and from what I read on this, and maybe I missed something, there was none of that, right? That he wasn't a, any blows. It does not sound that way. It, it sounded like there was a situation, and again, this is from what I've read, that he's upset, he kicks a door in because he's locked out of, you know, or I guess it was at the in-laws, right? And and it was like, hey, I want to talk to you. Now, listen, that's wrong. And there's got to be a, but to me, that is different. That meaning that's wrong, but the the physically assaulting is levels above that to me. Now, what I'm afraid of and what I don't want to do is in any way minimize that. But I, you know, it's just like we can say, if you assault someone, it's bad. If you murder someone, it's worse. I mean, there are levels to this and it, it does feel like in, you know, if anyone, you know, let's do this. Let's take our first break. Let's open up the phones. This is, I don't think we've opened up the phones for about six months. And I'm going to ask the question to you. What is, am I reading that right? Am I right about that? Or am I wrong about that? Because I'm an expert at Vegas stuff and I try to be intelligent about the other stuff, but I most certainly am not an expert. So we'll open up the phone lines. All that and more coming up next. And he's RJ Bell. I'm AJ Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I disagree with intervention. I disagree with protocol. If you speak out against the words, then the heavens gonna fall. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm A.J. Hoffman. In just a minute, we're going to go over the New England Patriots who are a seven-point dog for the first at home for the first time in a long, long time. But first, RJ, you said you wanted to take some phone calls. Yeah. So just to be exactly clear, they have been last year. They were seven-point dogs at home, but that's the only time since Brady's first year as a starter. So in twenty years, this is as big of a home underdog as New England has been. And we're going to be taking calls on the Richard Sherman situation, trying to see if we got the right perspective on it. We don't. We want to not have an echo chamber, and we do have unequivocally, it's proven empirically, the smartest audience in sports talk, and it's the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. There might be a connection. Audiences doubled in the last year plus. That's because of you, your high IQ, and spreading the word. And we'll keep trying to give you winners. Oh, not a good week for me last week. It happens. And a little laughter and a little insight, ideally. You can listen on 225 stations, coast to coast. If you don't know where your station is or what it is, go to foxsportsradio.com. You can find out. Or you can just listen there streaming. 
here in Vegas on the Strip. 82 degrees. It's the first cool day of the year of the I want summer. this every day. It's nice. <laughs> the neon is flowing. All right, RJ, let's get into some of these phone calls. Are we going to go? Well, we got to give the number first. Oh. Yeah, so here's the number. This is rare for It's been like six months, seven months. One eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. Now that's eight seven seven nine nine six six three six nine. Now here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna do light screening, but it otherwise it's gonna. And so, listen, sometimes I don't take any calls, even when I say I'm going to, because I don't think they're good enough. But I, I want to kind of open up here and and be a little freer with it. But if I'm not happy with it. If I'm bored, if I'm not being informed, you're going to hear thanks for the call, and then you're going to hear a dial tone. And it will be like Belichick cutting a, an overexpensive defensive end that has a bad back. 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. The topic, Richard Sherman and the legal issue, and specifically my thought that, yeah, any domestic violence Anything at all like that is not good, but there's a strata. And if there's the physical side versus not, we probably give Sherman a little bit more latitude. Like, hey, you did something wrong, but how egregious is it? And again, not in any way trying to diminish how that it's it's wrong. You know, if it's illegal, it's wrong. But... I just don't, it doesn't feel right to me that when you hear domestic violence, it could be Ray Rice or it could be what we've heard about Sherman. And those seem to be different things. So maybe we'll try our first call. Let's, let's try our first one. Oh, I'm sorry, John, go ahead. Okay, we've got Joe in Michigan. Wow. Hello. Yes, Joe, go for it, baby. All right. Mr. RJ. Yes. Hello. Hello. Great to speak with you. Uh, Um, I'm excited, but you almost (laughs) have a thanks for the call coming. Get to to it, baby. Oh, I'm sorry. All right. Let me get on with it. Um, Anyway, so huge fan. Um, Listen to you all the time. Love the sports betting. This whole domestic violence thing. Um, Personally, I have a friend. It's not me. But a friend who's been going through a thing for like five years on a domestic, and here in Michigan up north, it snows quite a bit. And so it was a thing where, you know, I don't know, he was attacked by his wife and he gave her a shove. She fell down, hit the, went boom, and then he pleaded to domestic violence, and now he's a felon and can hardly get a job anywhere. So there's a vast difference in, in a lot of different stories out there of you know, what you can be accused yeah. of and how it all goes down. So. And and I and thank you so much for the call and thank you for the support. What I would say is this. I have no insight into, obviously, his friend. And obviously, there's times that the guy, it's a, it's a tough ho, you know, road to hoe, you know. But I know there's always two sides to a story, too. So, you know, like the last thing that you know, we want to do is, is, you know, be like, oh, there's a lot of guys that's been wronged. I mean, has there been? I'm sure. But there's a lot more women that's been wronged in these environments. The question is not if it's wrong or someone's, you know, getting a bum deal. The question is us as observers who are assessing 
Like, should Richard Sherman get a shot at this? Should we cheer for him? Should we be against him? That the term domestic violence is a bigger bucket, and maybe there's technical elements to it that could clarify it more that we should be using. But the idea of someone who, from the reports, is is not physically striking someone but doing something wrong, to me, is different than the physical striking. Uh, do we have another li- lined up? We have Larry in Illinois. Hey, RJ, thank you for having me on. Two things. You're on the air. All right. The first thing is we spend a lot of time talking to women and girls about don't let somebody touch you. Don't let somebody do this to you. We really don't spend enough time talking to men about what their responsibility is when it comes to relationships and interpersonal uh, things. We seem to concentrate on the woman. So what you're saying is that in a way, as things and and let's be candid, right, is whatever is acceptable today, it's different than it was. You know, there are times that something 10 years ago, 20 years ago wouldn't have been a legal issue. Now it is. And that, I think, is progress generally and a good thing. But what you're saying is that by educating you know, boys as they become men about the way to navigate these things you're saying is something we're lacking as a society. Yes. And that's what you said about technical solutions. Yeah. We need to focus on because when you talked 20 years ago, you were talking about boys will be boys. And we almost accepted that they're going to be boys. But yeah. yeah, no doubt there's been an evolution, and, and I really do appreciate the call. Um, t- to me, I think his point, though, and I'll be candid, I was a little worried for a second that we were getting another, like, oh, the guys are getting the bum, you know, the, you know, but it, his point is a very good one. And again, redeeming the smartest audience in radio and, and sports talk at minimum is, I mean, AJ, you're 41 at this point. I mean, now again, you were UFC. Well, I mean, what was it? John? Is it John Jones just got arrested? John Jones just did get arrested. And and he's had a couple, if I recall. Multiple issues. Yeah. And... uh, I mean, that's a scary thought. I mean, the idea of a UFC guy. Now... When they called it in, they said, we've got a domestic disturbance and the male is a, is a professional fighter. That's how they called it to the police. Like, well, that's they, how, let, to him let him know. know. Yeah. Well, for sure. Because apparently he was saying, uh, hey, why don't you uncuff me? I'll see if I can take you off. Yes. But, he, but apparently he was joking, you know. And I again, would hope so. Well, <laughs> but, but then they said right after that, he started bawling and they said emotional, you know, tumult. Listen, the thing about mental, and I'm not saying, I'm not diagnosing diagnosing anyone right now. But what I know about mental illness is it's not a binary. It's not, oh, you're crazy. Oh, you're not crazy. It's a spectrum. And when stress gets intense, people crack. And uh, it seems like that when you're famous, especially that, you know, the cracking gets a lot of attention. And I I guess what... (laughs) I, I like the last caller's point, but 
I don't know. What's your take on this? My take is, it, 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 when it, as it refers to Richard Sherman, my take is this. Because it's the it falls into that second bucket that you're talking mm-hmm. about. But there is no second bucket. Like, I'm making that up. Right. Right. But I do think that the public perception realizes there is a second bucket. Because if this were a Ray Rice situation, the Bucks wouldn't be signing this guy. But if guy. all you heard was Richard Sherman domestic abuse... You'd be turned off. If you didn't get into the details of it, you'd be turned off by yeah. it. But if there was a video of Richard Sherman hitting his wife, the Bucks wouldn't have signed him today. Yeah. Well, or if he even was accused of hitting his wife, I don't think Yes, I don't think so either. Yeah. So, so I, I think I think there is a second bucket. Now, the... the Legal system may not see it that way, but I think the public well, perceives it that way. Well, I think the legal way. system even does, because obviously they're going to uh, fine and, and, and imprison people differently. But in the press, that phrase... There's not a different name for it. Yeah. And that might not be fair. It's just it's sort of like statutory rape. It's one thing for a 50-year-old man to be with a 16-year-old girl, but it shouldn't be the same thing for an 18-year-old boy to be with a 16-year-old girl. Like, But on paper... <laughs> Statutory rape is statutory rape, right? It's, it sounds like, AJ, this is something that you no. felt strongly about. No, but I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that sometimes <laughs> I mean, that, that over... It's weird that you brought that up. I mean, uh, that's very, very weird. But you need to understand it is not a gamble. It is a calculated <laughs> risk. No, it is not. Uh, but, but those do go under that same umbrella, and whether it's fair or not, I mean, it, it's that's for someone to decide. But when you hear it, you Did go, Did you get oh. your record expunged? Completely. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we are straight out of Vegas. That was weird. We're moving on. Let's talk the game. (laughs) Now, obviously, you've been married how long? Uh, 15 years. Long time. Loyal, too. Loyal. I mean, mean, you did go to Austin. Like a Labrador. You you did go to Austin this weekend all by yourself. I did. And you used to work and live in Austin. I did. Hmm. Your wife's trusting. She is. We're, we're straight. She knows I was just going there to drink beer. What's, what's the harm? <laughs> well, yeah, drinking beer, you know, in your old town by yourself. Is that a Friday, Saturday situation, RJ? I, you know, listen, I don't even. You mean like in the mob where yeah, like the Sopranos? Yeah, the good mobs on Friday and the. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how AJ operates. I, I mean, he's not Italian. I know that much. All right, let's get into the game. It's a seven point favor for. Obviously, the Bucks, home dog, only two. Now, listen, it's actually been two other times, and they were both last year that the Pats were plus seven. This line, if I had to make a bet, goes up. And I would say over a 50% chance it gets to seven and a half. McKenzie, maybe you can pull the, the splits, the, but I can't imagine. I don't know that any big bets are going to come in on New England. Well, I think the big bets come in on New England probably at, at the end. But I, I'm saying I don't think any have come in yet. I think they're waiting for that first one to come through. And, and that's Ooh. the thing when you have such public and you got those splits. 98% of the cash, 96% of the tickets currently <laughs> on the road favorite, the Buccaneers. 98%. I mean, that means, let me, hold on, let me do the math. That means only one out of $50 is being bet on the Patriots. But I'm thinking, I'm probably playing the Pats at seven and a half. So I'm not playing now, though, because with a 98 to two ratio, the line probably goes up. This line, I mean, the look-ahead line in the summer, and obviously New England's disappointed a little bit. Um, I'm not sure. If they would have beaten – I mean, one game, a disappointment. If they would have beaten New Orleans, it would have been, yep, this is what we expected. So let's call it a point, point-and-a-half downgrade maybe. Um, 
The summer line, McKenzie? Three and a half. Yeah, three and a half. Okay, so we're talking about a three and a half point move. And it's hard to imagine that Tampa has been upgraded this year. They didn't cover against Dallas. They won. Tampa was up by three only late against Atlanta. And then they got dominated by the rent. Dominated. So how do you upgrade Tampa? I think at minimum, they're downgraded a point, probably. So if you've got New England down even two points, and that's, I think, extreme from the start of the season till now, because the first game against the Jets, they dominated, or I'm sorry, the first game against Miami, they dominated, and they lost the game, though, multiple fumbles. And, but no one I knew downgraded them from that. The Jets game was impressive. It was the Jets, but it was impressive. So half-point upgrade. And maybe you say a point and a half for New Orleans because it was so disappointing. But that's a net point down. Tampa's at least a point down, right? They have to be. So now, if the if relatively these are the same teams, but you're getting three and a half more points than you did a couple weeks ago, that's the definition of value. I'm guessing you don't want any part. You you don't like those ugly dogs. I I don't like this ugly dog for sure. And a lot of it is just a matchup based thing. Like the way that Tampa's been exposed this year is teams have been able to throw the ball around on them. Matt Stafford threw the ball around on them. Dak Prescott did. This Mac Jones, I don't know that he's got the ability to do it. I don't know that the Patriots have the ability to beat the Bucks the way that these pass often or pass happy teams have done so far. You're saying the vulnerability is in the defensive backfield. Does Mac Jones have the ability to exploit it? Exactly. All right. Well, we'll talk a little bit about that, but also the second biggest game of the NFL weekend. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. All right. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. We got A.J. Hoffman with us. Now, what is the next biggest game this weekend? Obviously, the biggest game of the year in the regular season. Maybe the biggest game in memory, this New England. Now, it, it, maybe let me ask you this question, A.J. Has it lost luster? Has it lost luster, the New England game, off of New England just not looking good? For me, a little bit, it has. I think it's lost luster because of that. I think it lost some luster. I mean, with the Patriots being one and two, but I think also the Bucks losing made it lose a little bit of luster. Like See, the Bucks. If anything, that kind of makes it feel like it could be more competitive because if the Bucks lose again, now they're you know two and two. It, 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 almost. I mean, at that point, they're big underdogs to get the number one seed. If both these teams were two and one. I think there'd be real intrigue yeah. because the, the the so the New England loss the New England loss that's pro- that and probably last and it being last week and it being so disappointing yeah. I agree. Now, here's the question. Or if New England had won that first game, which they could have easily won against Miami, yeah. maybe their whole perspective is different, too. Or, or, but the, the one and two does sort of make it go, oh, this is really one of the games of the week? The one and two pats? What I would say is this. If you like New England, bet them now. Or check that. If you like Tampa, usually New England's the favorite. If you like Tampa, bet them now. If you like New England, wait. Now, you can never be 100% sure, but I'm pretty damn sure it's going up. <laughs> now, here's the question. We got three undefeated teams that are getting their stiffest test, I think, to date so far. Arizona, four-and-a-half-point underdog at the Rams. You've got Carolina, and Carolina is – at home, favored by five, 
Is that right? No, they're five-point dogs to yeah, Dallas. Yeah, that's what I thought so. What am I looking at there? Huh, Dallas. Well, oh, you know, actually, I'm looking at the Dallas side. That was my fault. It's a different format. Yeah, I thought they were on the road. Carolina, a five-point underdog, right, at Dallas. And then you've got the Raiders undefeated at the Chargers and, in this case, three-and-a-half-point dogs for the Raiders. So th- Broncos also three. Oh, so facing their first uh, real test. Okay, they're favored, though. But you're, but you're right. That is an undefeated team that's favored what by one right now, but that is their first you know big test for sure. Now you're a skeptic of Denver, is that still the case? Yes. All right. So let's do this. We'll take our final break, and we're going to do a preview effectively of these four or so undefeated teams and a quick one minute or so on each one, an early preview when we come back. That's coming up next. He's R.J. Bell. I'm A.J. Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm RJ Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And let's start with the the big games of the week, RJ. Some undefeated teams taking on their toughest test to date. Well, no doubt about it. We got Arizona, we got Dallas and Carolina, Arizona and the Rams. We've got Denver, who's the smallest of favorites, but still tough game against Baltimore. And we got the Raiders Monday night against the Chargers. Let's start, though, with Arizona at the Rams. Rams off the big Tampa win, obviously. Line is four and a half. Now, listen, it opened up at six. There was a lot of excitement after dominating the Bucks Sunday night, last Sunday. It opens up. Rams six, and it's been a lot of Arizona money. You've got some stats on Kyler Murray. Doesn't look good for him this week. Yeah, in the four games Kyler's faced the Rams, he's averaged 187 passing yards. He's thrown one more touchdown than interception. He's been sacked 11 times and rushed for only 11 yards per game. That's 30 yards below his average. So he averages like 41 yards a game rushing. He's had 11 against the Rams. In those four games, his QBRs are 31, 12, 53, and 38. Okay, so 53 is just about average. It used to be 50s average, but as quarterback play has increased uh, or gotten better, improved, 53 is about average. So he had one average game, 38 is about like 30th in the league if you do that for a season. 31 is going to be last or worse in the league. And 12 is like one, probably one of the five or seven worst games of the year. 12's like what Jalen Hurts did on Monday night. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, if you want to say it that way, that's fine. I don't want to you know, be critical, but he did cost me. So, yes, exactly. But I believe – now, here's what causes me a little pause. And let's turn to Mackenzie Rivers, pregame.com research. He is an aficionado of the Shanahan system, which is a variation of what the Rams have run. Now, before Staley came on board last year, the Rams ran a complete different system on defense. Is that correct? 
Yes, under Wade Phillips, they did run a different system. Yeah, and they got rid of Wade because they wanted to change into a more modern or you know more Staley-like approach. Who remember who was a young? Yeah, he was a young coordinator. It was the first time he had ever been coordinator was last year with the Rams. Now he's a head coach already, Staley. But I wonder if you have the Wade Phillips system, and then you have the Staley system, and now you have Raheem Morris doing a variation of the Staley system. Do we have enough continuity to say, hey, this, these four games over, I guess this would be over two years, so Wade Phillips wouldn't matter now that we think about it. So this would be Staley and Staley light. But I guess not, no. Cause, no, because it would have been the yeah, last so year last Phillips. year would have been two games. year before would have been two. That was Wade Phillips. So, yeah, we did split this up. Man, my first, hey, trust your first instinct. I, I think it causes me to pause a little bit on overreacting to this. What about you? Uh, it doesn't me because here's some more numbers on the coaches. McVay, 3-0-1 ATS against Kingsbury. Average margin of 14 per game. And if 14 you, points against ATS? Or? 14 points. They covered by 14 oh, points. Okay. And if you go back even further, like to the McVay era only, they're 8-0 straight up, 7-0-1 against the spread, an average margin of 16 points per game. A.J. Hoffman with some good numbers there. What I'll say is this. This is what makes gambling so fascinating. If all you could do, if all you had to do was say, Rams look good, they're going to be expensive, fade, eh, it'd be easy. It'd get boring. All the money would get boring. But no, the line in the fade went from six to four and a half. So now it's like, do I want to fade? Is there really a premium on them? And oh, by the way, this Rams team looked great. Maybe they look better than they really are, but they're really good. And they dominate Arizona. So what do you do? I thought the fascinating was th- the thing was that the summer line was four and a half. And then when it world opened at six and immediately got hammered right back down to four and a half. That- yeah, though, you know, uh, on two, it opened six, stayed six Monday and, and Tuesday got hit down. So, yeah, it got hit quick, no doubt, but not the immediate. Uh, oftentimes, the world opener gets hit that very night. This one, the sharp said no. But what happens oftentimes is on Mondays and Tuesdays, you get the big syndicates that get involved. Now, Thursday's another day that more syndicates get involved than game day. So, so really, these are the days of demarcation. Um, Monday morning is when everyone opens. Overnight Sunday, everyone's not open. So a lot of wise guys will wait till Monday. The biggest batters wait till Monday. Then on Thursday, many places increase their limits again. And then on game day, it's dealer's choice. Dealer's choice. So amongst the three other games, we are straight out of Vegas. Um, The Carolina, the Denver, and the Raiders, which one do you have the strongest take on? It's probably Carolina. I think Carolina. Give me a little bit on that. Carolina's defensive numbers are boosted by the fact that they've played two rookie quarterbacks, and they run a terribly slow offense. So they just keep the they keep the tempo down, so the other team doesn't have a chance to run offense. Are they going to be able to do that against the Dallas Cowboys? Because the Cowboys are going to score their points. And remember, they're Sam Darnold. The thing about Carolina is, and this is a, a very advanced concept, but it's a very important one. 
most teams don't throw as much as they should. If you look at Kansas City, if you look at Buffalo, these are very modern teams with their schemes, and they throw a lot more than anyone ever envisioned even a couple years ago, five years ago. That is the most efficient way to play in the NFL. That's the consensus belief. So when you lose a key running back like Carolina has with McCaffrey, you might think, oh, my God, downgrade, downgrade. What ends up happening is it ends up forcing the team to throw more and because they got to give a lot of runs to McCaffrey because he is such a star that it can sometimes not hurt as much as you think. So as much as I think McCaffrey's a great back, Darnold throwing more, it's going to be interesting. It may help. It may not. Stay tuned. If you miss any of today's show, including the breakdown, the big breakdown we did of the New England Patriots and the Tampa Bay Bucks, check out the podcast at foxsportsradio.com. We are straight out of Vegas. We'll be back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 o'clock Vegas time. We gave you the odds. Now stay tuned for the odd couple coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Vegas! 